The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by Immense Stud Muffin Matt Vincent. Use our coupon code KICK15 for 15% off your order at thehate.com. That's T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I dot com. Dick? <laughs> Welcome to episode 58 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about things that are scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I claim I have a cough, but it's really just dried cum in the back of my throat, Scott. Corey, how are you? I'm I'm coughing up all the man juice. Oh, it's nothing but jizz in the back of that man's throat. Uh, for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, you can go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us on our Slack channel during our shows by going over to gncast.com slash sign up. And while you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, the podcast of chair is very spoiler heavy. We're going to spoil as above, so below this week. So if you haven't, stop listening to this. Go watch it. Come back. Uh, and then I'm going to swear a lot. Also, the important part of that is to come back. Yeah, yeah. Please come back. I miss you. Baby, come back. Nope. Okay, no one wants to listen to me sing. No, I love that song. What are you <laughs> uh, talking about? Uh, this week we're going to be praising Her Majesty the Queen, tea, crumpets, and delicious fucking hobnobs with one of my top five British people. He's the host of Who New and Review, which is a Doctor Who podcast, which I fucking hate Doctor Who, mentioning all the news things about Doctor Who. Also, he's the host of the Sci-Fi Survival Guide, which is an experimental podcast as part fact, part fiction, part drama, but 100% fucking cool. As well as the uh, the voice of Galactic Radio's Sci-Fipedia, Daryl Johnston. Daryl, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Well, I've 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 brought my I brought my my payday bar with me to keep you guys company because I wouldn't want you thinking in Britain it's all tea and crumpets. I went as American as I could, and I'm bringing a Mountain Dew. I love I love these. I uh, I went it's very American, about- and uh, I'm just gonna wipe my ass with money. It's the most amount of nuts I can get in my mouth. Jesus. Just make sure that it's 100% money for you and only 70% for anybody else who's neither male nor white can wipe their ass with it. Two minutes in, we're already desecrating legal tender, and Daryl has nuts in his mouth. (laughs) I think we've said it so nicely. (laughs) I'll drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, It's. it's By the way, completely underselling the show, uh... Sci-Fi Survival Guide is the easiestly the coolest fucking show oh, yeah. that this network will ever have. Yeah, I thought you were going to start talking about that Who Knew interview, and I was just going to mute you, but potentially kick you off the show forever. <laughs> yeah, we, we listened to last week's episode. Let, let's see how that goes. Oh, yeah. So speaking of last week's episode, um, if you noticed, it cut out a little bit. So what happens is when, when we record these podcasts, they're kind of quiet, and then I have to do a bunch of computer shit to it. One of the computer shits that I do is it, it, it takes all the silence out so that when we have awkward silence, when you listen to this, you don't hear the awkward silence. Like right there, but that's going to get pulled right out. There. Yeah. Um, so and what happened was I, I pulled the silence out before I compressed it, and compression makes it louder. So anytime someone was talking a little too soft, it like cut bits and pieces out. So that's why it's all choppy and shitty sounding. And because I'm not a data hoarder like we were making fun of before I started recording... I didn't keep the actual file to fix it, so sorry. How can none you of that excuses the complete? How can you build suspense? 
if you don't have those little pauses, how can you build suspense? Also, how can you have your pudding if you don't finish your meat? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Gerald's here and it just, I had to. Because I'm an adult and I do what I want? Yeah. I put I dip meat in my pudding, and then I call it pudding meat. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually no. disgusting. Um, way too easy. Way too easy in that one. Yeah, did we miss anything about Daryl? He's British. He's a ginger. Yeah. He likes pumpkin the, the, spice lattes. The, the second bit that I texted you. No, don't don't tell me that. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Make, make small talk while I figure this out. Uh, I, I don't make small talk. I'm British. We don't do small talk. Corey's really good talk. at it. <laughs> As he's uh, what silent. about the small talk? Oh, uh, sex kitten, freedom fighter, fluffer to the chief of police, and all-around ginger idiot. Thank you very much. No, no, no. You can't thank me. You wrote it. You yeah, told me to say it. But it, it sounds really good when you say it, Matt. <laughs> you want me to slow down and deepen my voice? Daryl, Cup the balls. Oh, Daryl Johnston, fluffer to the chief. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So, um... I have a delicious pumpkin beer because I'm white and a 14-year-old girl. Uh, let's start with news. If you're, if you're new to the podcast, Tara, I'm really sorry that you're here for this one. Uh, but first, we're going to cover a couple of news stories, and then we'll get into our review and discussion of As Above, So Below. Uh, this one. What? <laughs> I'm really sorry. This one. This, this one. is the one that we're apologizing for. This every, early. Every episode, we <laughs> apologize that this is the one that they're listening to. I yep. promise it'll get better. Like any relationship involving me, it gets a little better. Uh, the first news story we have this week is the uh, Ryan Murphy, who is the director, writer, master creator, mastermind yeah, behind American Horror Story, master uh, ceremonies. He's he's hinting at the fact that there's potentially a secret season being filmed at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. been working on it for a couple years, so it's it's not something that is even I think scheduled to come out on air yet, but. It is going on behind what everything else that he's doing, and he's completely controlling it. So it's not like it's going to go through a lot of different hands and writers and stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to understand exactly what it is he's doing this for, what the purpose is. Well, I would assume that he's potentially filling in all of the gaps that he has created with the, the other seasons of a show. I could be wrong. I mean, the other story on this is that there's a connection between this season and the freak show season that we haven't seen yet, but it's going to be sneaking out of it. Well, I mean, they all are supposed to run together. They all tie into each other. Yeah, but this season, I think, is when we're going to actually start to see that more permanently. Daryl, do they have American Horror Story in, in the UK? It is shown on one of the channels, and it's something I dipped into and then dipped out of because it didn't seem to it didn't seem cohesive so so it's like mouth mouth. yep you dip in you dip out of my mouth and it's never cohesive that's right i don't know how that pans that works more congealing um yeah and i mean i i've only tertially seen the show this is my wife watches this she was all excited that it was coming back on and then it starts up and she's like i don't know what the fuck is happening for the first (laughs) Nine episodes of the season. I was really hoping to have a conversation with you guys about it because the second season was just, or the second episode was just on, um, and it's really weird and confusing. But uh, if neither of you watch it, then I I could talk to myself, but no one wants that. We we kind of deal with it a lot. Uh, No, this season is kind of a one of those shows where they're they're telling an actual story. I mean, 
the the premise of it is that they're telling an actual story like you'd watch a show like uh, behind the scenes mystery or ghost hunters where they have the reenactment mm-hmm. um as they have the people who actually were there but they don't telling really, what happened yeah they don't really explain that which kind of pissed me off it's like you have to figure it out on your own yeah it's, it's horrible when a show makes you think well fuck you for, for Okay, okay. let me rephrase that. For like the first two episodes of a new season of a show that season to season doesn't really go with each other, I feel like there should be a little bit of... There should have been a little lead into the fact that it's going to be people retelling and then people reenacting. Yeah, I mean, and, and I can't... I can't say whether or not it's doing it well. It's just that that's what the inherent premise of it this season seems to be. Yeah. And the the trailers and everything for the season were all fucked up because they weren't giving you an idea as to what it was actually about. I don't know why they held back on what it was for so long, I unless just to create them are some sort of clue. Yeah, I mean, that, maybe, but that's one of the problems that I had. The the, the trailers didn't make me want to watch it. I was like, I was curious enough to watch an, an episode to maybe two, but. They didn't seem to make sense to what the show was. I feel like at this point, six. This is the start of the sixth season. That it has its fan base, and from here on out, it can fucking do whatever it wants, and it could probably solely rely on existing fans to tell other people that haven't seen it to go watch it. They don't really need to make you watch it. I mean, because they, America, it, motherfucker. A fan base is good. But we just watched the the first episode of the second season of Scream Queens, which is from Ryan Murphy as well, and How was it? it's it's all right. I mean, okay. it it certainly. I think the the first season opened up a lot stronger. Part of it is taking people from that first season and trying to force them into the setting for the new season. Uh, but at the same time, it was just I don't know if there was enough characters to really uh, what. What Scream Queens works on is the the personality of the characters, um, who who change often show to show, mm. but at the very least it's funny and it's it's enjoyable to watch them, and it took a while to get to that part in this uh, when when the uh, when the the girls from the college kind of showed up and all started evolving themselves again, uh, Emma Roberts and and all those characters, then it started to get fun. I think that they're they're the selling point for the show at this point um but it's just it's it wasn't my favorite watch i just kind of not sure where it's gonna go yeah you'll have to let me know i haven't been recording it but i could always go back and get it did you ever finish up the first season i don't remember i think so (laughs) the last thing i remember was uh the red devil mowing people's heads off that was the first episode was that the first episode that was the first episode. It was Def Taylor Swift. I know I watched more than one episode. Yeah. I don't know. That was a lot of beers. Ago. I've only seen a couple of episodes of that, but it it's it's absolute nonsense popcorn TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yes. quite liked it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's acceptable. Corey likes it a lot more than I do, but that isn't really saying a whole lot. It's one of those things that I get to watch with my wife, and we both laugh through, and... I'm not saying that it, it completely holds our attention, but at least we, we crack up enough that we're excited to see the next episode. But I think that that's a perfectly valid way of describing most of Ryan Murphy's stuff. If you go back to Nip Tuck, uh, any of the things that he's done, it's always kind of just popcorn TV. It's not deep. It's not like you're getting a Breaking Bad experience out of it. Uh, it but it's just to kind of keep you like just entertained for an hour. Right. 
Uh, let's move on, I guess. We could talk about Ryan Murphy all night. Different. Uh, every time I see the name Ryan Murphy, I think about Ryan Murphy, who was on an episode of our show. Yes. Who did um, the Galactic Gaming. And uh, different Ryan Murphy, though. That yeah. was a shitty story. I'm sorry. I <laughs> had a great Ryan Murphy. You can spank me. Uh, the next news story we have is that John, John Carpenter. God damn. That uh, was a struggle for you? I, I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why. John, I do. I just want to tell you that we're all here because we love you, Matt, and we want you to get better. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. I could stop whenever I want. I just don't want to. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter to host El Rey's Halloween Horror Showcase. Um, I have no idea what El Rey is. El Rey is the network from uh, Rodriguez who uh, did... Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, and and oh. is done a, from Dust Till Dawn series on the L Ray Network. It's basically he does the network to emphasize other filmmakers, but it seems to play a lot of his stuff. Um, but during Halloween, or actually on Devil's Night, the the thirtieth, uh, which is a Sunday this year, he's going to have a bunch of horror related films that are playing, and John Carpenter is going to host. Nice. The uh, the showcase, which yeah, looks can't choose anybody better than Carpenter, really. No, for sure. Uh, looks like uh, the list of the movies will include Eli Roth presents Chainsaw, The Visitant, Drudge, The Smiley Man, which I believe is a creepypasta. That sounds like a creepypasta. I know there's a creepypasta named The Smiling Man. I don't know if it's the same one. Uh, a movie called Nearsighted, uh, Love and Dating in L.A., Jack the Ripper, Come Out and Play, and Leaves, uh, Come Out and Play. Those are two different movies. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Come Out and Play is a movie. Leaves is another movie. The way they have it listed is fucking dumb. And then a movie called All You Can Come Out and Play and Leaves. Well, that's what I thought. It was like, hey, come out and play yeah. and then leave. Oh. That's, that's... Take the 10 bucks off the nightstand and get the fuck out. <laughs> change, change for a cab is on the counter. Uh, and so then yeah. all you can eat is somewhere in there too, which I think is probably the night before. Probably, it's apparently about clowns. Um, so yeah, if you get the L Ray Network, or you have the ability to see it, check that out. John Carpenter, he's a crazy motherfucker. A great musician too. I mean, I've I've downloaded his couple of of things that sound like they should be in John Carpenter movie soundtracks, but aren't uh, that he's done recently and released, and it's it's all just excellent stuff. I mean, when you when you see the the play that the Stranger Things uh soundtrack is getting they're releasing that on vinyl right now i know at least two people that have already bought it like they waited yeah. a long time to get it i they're fucking weird but but the john carpenter stuff is i mean it's it's like the the original to what that is mm -hmm. and it's it's just so goddamn good Ooh. uh yeah he was just in milwaukee he just did a tour he was in milwaukee kind of said i missed it but uh moving on I'm kind of excited about this. I had no idea this ever existed or it was coming back. But a game called Slain comes back from hell on the PlayStation 4. Uh, it looks like a side-scroller originally on the PC is now being released on PS4 under a new title called Slain Back from Hell. Uh, it'll hit Xbox One on October 5th. And uh, they have like an, an updated heavy metal soundtrack to it. I watched like the trailer and I got fucking pumped. Rock hard. Yeah, I, I saw this and I just basically I just pre-jizzed for you. I just knew <laughs> that this was just all what you were gonna be into. Man, we have such a boner. Oh fuck, it's on sale right now. Add to cart. 
<laughs> welcome to podcast of Matt Shops. Yeah. Um, well, welcome to hanging out, Daryl. This is the part where I shop. Uh, Corey, you want to take over for me? Yeah. So I don't know much about the game. It, it apparently was originally a PC release, and now it's it's coming out. I guess it's on Steam. Uh, as well, but yeah. I know that you were a PS4 player, so I wanted well, to make sure that... Yeah, I do. I appreciate it. I do both, but it depends. Let's see how much it is on Steam. Games like this are easier to play on a big-ass TV versus other games. Like, I have... Um, we're going to get off topic here a little bit. There's a game called Mother Russia Bleeds. Uh, it's by the same guys who made Hotline Miami 1 and 2, if either of you are familiar. Getting blank stares. Um, yeah. Think, like, 32-ish bit. Uh, Mother Russia Please is like a side-scrolling fighter game that's just ultra-violent. I have that on PC. Not really the same. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing. Is I, my, I've got a decent-sized monitor on my computer right mm-hmm. now, and I got the Steam controller a little while ago, so oh, I have when a, I play certain games... In the other room. I have a uh, Razer Xbox controller that plugs with yeah. the USB. I got it Which is... That's the thing is you want a console controller, but it's still there's the experience of sitting on your couch, sitting back from your 50 inch TV or sitting at your desk. It's it's a little different. Yeah. Desk stuff, well, I still think, you know, MMOs and, and that sort of shit. Um, but there's things about side scrollers in those classic Nintendo style games. And this looks straight out of uh, Castlevania on yes. the N64. Uh, that that screams sit at your couch or sit on the floor with a big bucket of Cheetos next to you and just never get up again. For some reason I thought you were going to say a big bucket of chicken. That also sounds good. Cheeto-covered chicken. Hey, Burger King has Cheeto chicken Cheeto fries. Cheeto chicken fries. Yep. Yeah. We should start a food podcast. Uh, well, I think we're going to get to that in just a second, actually. And you've said that you want to do a food podcast for so long. I'm down. Uh, as, as the resident fat man... I don't know if I should be involved in that or not because I don't think it's going to make anybody feel good when they watch me up on screen and talking about shit that they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat ever. See, Daryl um, and I have a, a love for food and cooking, and we share recipes a lot. Yes. Uh, it's slowed down <laughs> quite a bit. but uh, Now we're coming back into winter, you see, because I think that's when you do more of your wholesome cooking is, is the sort of is what you guys call the fall and winter. Yeah. Well, All those nice fat rich dishes all all cheese see you don't you don't eat meat so i don't know if i can trust you anymore my my body's a temple dude so is mine that's why i stuff it full of cheeseburgers (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a something different's worshipped there matt Uh, what what are you getting at right now (laughs) I, I, I'm. Not, I couldn't possibly say I'm too much of a gentle man. You don't have to. No. <laughs> All I know is that it's been 95 degrees for the last couple of days here in California. Uh, my kitchen might as well be filled with a thousand uh, active anal prophylactics because I don't want to be anywhere near that place. Jeez. It is just no. It is awful, and uh, I hate everything about life. It is not even supposed to break 60 degrees for like the next three days. I'm excited. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That'll hit us at some point, but right now. If you could please convert that into a proper measurement, because, you know, the rest of the world doesn't use Fahrenheit. You know that, right? Yes, I know. What's that in centigrade? I'm looking it up. Um, (laughs) We we hit 22 today, and that's too warm for me. 15 Celsius. So 60 degrees Fahrenheit is 15.5555 Celsius. 
that's that's doable. That's that's a good temperature. Yeah, it was. Uh, now that I got, let's see, what was it? What was it today? It was 25 Celsius today here, and then it's Fuck not that. supposed to break 1920 Celsius for like the next couple of days. Stop that. Yeah, cool. but Daryl, you're in England. You've got a sky made of misery. So I just That's figured it. <laughs> it is. It's cloudy and rainy right now, though. So I feel like I feel like I'm with you, buddy. If the sun ever comes out over your country, you're just going to turn into Australia. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, Daryl, I was in I was in Phoenix back in May, and it was 45 Celsius every day I was there. When when I was over a couple of years ago in Arizona, it, it nudged 45, but that was okay. Proper kind of dry heat. Fuck you. Dry heat's dumb. Yeah. You know what dry else is dumb? The Japanese and their weird fucking Halloween foods. Which we were <laughs> just talking segue. about. That I know, is I was awesome. Trying to, trying to bring it back. I'm done, yeah. done shopping. I'm trying to bring I'll, it back. Slick. <laughs> um... So the so the Japanese are at it again with their Halloween foods. This year they're making black Doritos, which are garlic flavored. Um, I would eat these. Like Burger King had the black yes. Whopper last yeah. year, and I ate one, and my shit was blue, and it was great. And I want to eat another one. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that black Doritos would also make my shit blue. So sign me up for black Doritos. If you listen to this and you are in Japan, get at me. I want to buy some of your black Doritos. Yeah, I, I, I've been for that. Yeah, make it happen. When I was a when I was a kid, there was a Smurfberry Crunch cereal, and it, it made your your shit purple. Yep. And I thought I was dying, and my stepmother, uh, my stepmonster actually, step kept refusing to not buy it for him anymore. And so every weekend, I go over to my dad's house, and they'd feed me this stuff at breakfast, and then I just think the whole time that she was slowly killing me. I felt like I was in a Grimm's fairy tale. Just rat poison. Sorry, sorry. Smurfberry Crunch cereal. Yeah. Yes. For fuck's sake, what is wrong with your breakfast cereal, dude? Hey, hey, Nothing. fuck you. Smurfs come from France. <laughs> all right, that's where that shit originated. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Jesus. Suck it, Daryl. Fuck. Uh, well, you know, you, you guys do do because yeah, I've I've got my Halloween candy here oh, as well. Nice, you see. Yeah. yeah. I. I oh, it's like crack cocaine to me. This. I love this. You know what's crack cocaine to me? Crack cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck around. Um, uh, speaking of fucking around, just on top of the uh, the wonderful Japanness of it, it, it seems so American. I don't know why it doesn't seem like we're getting these here. But uh, Japan is also at their McDonald's doing Halloween French fries, which are just French fries drizzled with some sort of brown and orange syrups. I, I can't tell you what the, the Halloween flavoring is. But it, they must be pumpkin spice. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Pumpkin yeah, it really spice There's nine pictures of the fries with chocolate pumpkin French fries. Is that what it is? That is exactly okay. what it is. I don't. And I'd actually that'd probably be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have that. I've had uh, chocolate on potato chips before. Oh, this is so fucking good. There was an ice cream that had that as part of the ingredients uh, for it. it yeah, was it was Ben and Jerry's. It was late night, late night snack. It was the Jimmy Fallon. May or may not have eaten a few hundred pints in my day. I didn't have that one. I had a. It was oh. a completely different brand. It was only at our Safeway for a short time, uh, but it was it was amazing. They had a, a few different cool flavors like that, but that one was like we were all over it. Um, so yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe this isn't terrible. It, it sounds at least interesting. Uh, unfortunately, it. It's about as Americanized as you can get. All it's missing is bacon. 
I just put some fucking hard, crisp, maple-ized bacon on there, mm. and uh, the Japanese are a little bit bonkers with their with their food concoctions. Well, they're, oh, I mean, their 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 entire culture, and their entire culture is all about emulating the American culture, the British culture, but in a Japanese way. So that's where you get these weird concoctions turn up. I mean, you're talking about people who probably do squid flavored bloody Kit Kats. I had a squid flavored beer last year. It had squid ink in it. It was an IPA with squid ink. It was fucking blacker than night. No bueno. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> uh, it's, so if the Japanese are supposed to emulate the Americans, why do they love black metal so much? That's a Norwegian thing. Well, you know, everyone loves black metal, right? That's true. Not Corey. He's scared of it. I, I just, I like stuff that's melodic. I like ELO. They have melodic death metal. Yeah, uh, you know, I've listened to it. I I started out as a young lad listening to things like Ingve Malmsteen. I understand. What? It's just that somewhere along the way, uh, I I leaned back to my, my melodic roots, like the Beatles and the Monkees and, and things uh, like that. Corey? Curry, it's fine. Some guys like wearing blouses. That's okay. Yeah. I do. This is a true story. Uh, you I like was. A blouse? I, there was a top of my mom's that I used to wear uh, proudly, just just graciously, uh, and and everybody seemed to really like it on me, uh, especially some some dudes who were maybe been a little questionable, oh. and uh, and and it was just like. One day I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my friend Erica, and I just kind of have a realization and I say suddenly, I don't know whose underwear I'm wearing. I think they might be my mother's. And she said, well, that makes sense because you're wearing her blouse. I'm like, yeah, but this is a little weird. What? They were not my mother's. I asked her. Oh, the 80s were a great time. I, uh... Matt, I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't think it would lead to that. I am so sorry. Me neither. So there's there's been a handful of times where I have fake fired Corey on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a moment that I'm seriously oh, considering. Oh, I'm sorry. You're discriminating against me? Uh, we're going to have a lawsuit <sighs> involved? Uh, that's fine. I, 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 know rich, this is podcast. <laughs> I know this is the podcast of terror, but, but please keep the true terror like <laughs> hidden. Please. Did, you, please. Did, did you sneak in a terrible in there? I heard that. <laughs> podcasted terrible? No, I, I, I said it. terror. Uh-huh. No, no. If I thought you, if I thought you were terrible, I I wouldn't be sat in front of my well the laptop right now. No, I just assume you're trying to hawk your <laughs> Doctor Who bullshit to more people. Get your I am Doctor Who propaganda out of here. <sighs> we we Dude. we are we are terror, but we are definitely not able. No. I do, do you know how how tempting it was to say I think you should do this and give you a Doctor Who. Uh, episode to Oh, watch. I would have watched it for oh, you. Watch for you, absolutely. Yeah, I would have done it. As, as it is, I feel kind of like you knew what you were doing giving us this movie and, and totally fucking with me because uh, I've mentioned multiple times how I freak out watching films <laughs> where people are crawling through tunnels and the ground because I'm so extremely hyper... just hyperventilating because I'm so claustrophobic <laughs> that uh, I figured this was just a big fuck you to Corey. And that's that, going that, to make me question my my life and want to go borrow some of my mom's clothes. <laughs> On that note, we should probably actually start formally talking about the movie. Or... Oh, these, these, these links, they're just 
segue in. It's perfect. You've done this before, haven't you, Matt? I've done this roughly 57 times already. <laughs> roughly is enforced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, so uh, as above, so below is a 2014 movie film. It's about... I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. There's, it's, it's like a, it's Goonies. A <laughs> it's, it's Goonies? It's, it's a little bit like Goonies. It's a little bit like the third Indiana Jones film, The, the Last Crusade. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it really evocative of both of those. I fully expected them to find uh, a guy doing the truffle shuffle in the corner somewhere in this. It, it, it's, it's, Goonies, it's Goonies meet Tomb Raider. It's, yeah. it's a little bit Lara Croft, a little bit Goonies. Or National Treasure, uh, because we're American here. Fuck you, Daryl. <laughs> National Treasure is one of the worst films ever made. Um, I said it was good. No, because there were two of them. <laughs> yes, I said one of them. Guess what the other one is? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we apparently have some viewers who will be very cross with you if you diss Nicolas Cage uh, on this show. Fuck him. Mm. Nicolas yeah, Cage is hot garbage. I know who you are, listeners. Fuck you. <laughs> There's only like seven of them, so it's pretty easy to weed them out. That's it. So not difficult. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Daryl? Like I said, parts of this film where we're Lara Croft Tomb Raider without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know. It was such a good fucking movie. I was so happy you picked this. I had seen it uh, previously and, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, it but it's about this girl named Scarlett. She actually explained what the movie is if someone hasn't seen it yet. But uh, a girl's... They're essentially trying to find treasure? A philosopher's stone. Okay, so it's, it is... It's They're trying to find Harry Potter. Uh, and he's in the middle of the earth, which is halfway between the surface and the center of the earth. Something about hell. There was some math involved. Um, I got a <laughs> headache. And when I woke up, they were in the middle of the world. Well, well no. Yeah, we see... Because it's it's actually about the, the the Knights Templar and how they hid secrets in France in the catacombs under Paris, is what it's about. Is that it's why you a, picked it's, this? Because it's about your your half of the world. It, because because the British love the French, yeah. I don't know. Do you? No, they're cheesy and mm. surrender monkeys. All right, I like French fries. Mmm, cheesy surrender monkeys sounds awesome. Like that should toast. be on a menu somewhere in Japan. <laughs> That next Halloween. That's next Halloween. The the main food scientist for J uh, Japan is listening to this, and uh, <laughs> he's actually like, "Oh, that's a very good idea." Listener number four. Uh, Listener number eight. Japanese food critic. <laughs> All right, you should probably start talking about something else before this gets out of hand. Um, the, it's a it's a it's a it's a found footage film. Um. Always the, the best. Well, well, it's, it's found footage without I, I, being found footage. Yeah, it I actually has a guy. One of the stars is from another found footage movie, and this is the shit that he just keeps doing. Apparently, who? Uh, the American guy who is fixing the bells in the the place in Paris. George. He was from uh, Cloverfield. Oh, he's also in Superstore. Yes, which I yes, watched right after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but who doesn't love a shaky cam film depends if it's pornography I'm in 
I was gonna say, you don't see Shaky Cam like making its way over to things like romance <laughs> or any of those. <laughs> not like, yet, at least. Just doesn't seem to work. Porn, yeah, not a lot of romance in porn, but maybe. <laughs> I base all my relationships on pornographies, so I assume that that is romance. No. Um. Hexabron directs Matt Stein's sexual favor. Uh, what a, it's just what him drinking in a corner going, where'd she go? Why doesn't anybody love me? <laughs> just touch me once. <laughs> um, so this movie. Um, where are we? Where are we in the movie? So they, so they find the stuff. Okay, 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 okay. Let's rewind it a little bit. Um this this girl who's uh, Scarlet and then her, her love interest George who randomly fixes clocks which I think is fucking strange um, they are going to France to enter the catacombs to find the, the Philosopher's Stone uh, then they find out that Harry Potter already has it and then they have to go to Hogwarts and fight him to the death in a game of Quidditch yeah, it, it was too bad because they couldn't say George's name for most of the movie. They just called him You Know Who. Who, who shall not be named. <laughs> yes. uh, no, seriously. So um, they, they go into some weird nightclub and talk to some French gentleman uh, who is supposed to know how to get into the catacombs. Um, so some Americans team up with some French people. So I believe that there are undertones of racial equality, cultural equality, ethnic equality, whatever. Um they find the Sorcerer's Stone, and then that's when shit starts to go south. And they, they find that they just have to keep going further and further to the center of the Earth. At one point, they think they're like a thousand feet underground. They enter, essentially, hell. There's the point where they read the, the wording, and it says, Abandon all hope you enter here, yep. which uh, I recognize from Dante's Inferno, and obviously it's talking about leading into hell. She recognizes that you'll have to crawl on your belly, to enter hell and they're all having to go through these catacombs and stuff so that's that's essentially what happens and everything um i'm gonna keep bringing it up because it's just so fucking good and it's the end thing right now it's it's okay. what no uh, stranger things oh. it's the upside down almost i mean it's no, it really is it's, but it's more like they're it's more like the upside down because it's the reverse of everything that they started out so they have to go further down to get up to the top essentially but it turns out that it's all the wrong place which I, I mean, at the end, at the end of the movie, they get out. They, she pushes down on like a manhole cover, and they slide it out, and then they get up. But I want to see what happens. Like, are they? Is everything fine? Is everything normal? Or do they end up in like some ass backwards? Like you know, like you said, the upside down, where it's like if the surface was underground of the upside down is the <laughs> is the underground of the upside down really the surface? Does that make sense? feel like I should have smoked a bunch of drugs before explaining this. Well, I, actually, funny you should say smoked a bunch of drugs because the experience they have is very similar, not to a bunch of drugs. Well, yes, to a bunch of drugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving too much away. But um, is hypoxia, which is loss of oxygen to the brain. Mm -hmm. um, but also uh, the same sort of sensation you get coming out of anesthetics, such as um, ketamine, maybe. So, so once someone, are you, but the internet told me. Are you insinuating that they're dead? No, I'm okay. insinuating that this is all about a, um, a stage journey uh, on ketamine. Um, 
I, I actually think there's there's more to the story. Um, I think it's all about the French dude um, putting on a freak show. Um, hmm. I, yeah, I, so I like your logic. That that's that, first of all. Let's let's start off, Daryl. You're more worldly than I ever want to be. So every movie <laughs> that starts out. It, to dumb Americans is we're going to go find somebody that we're looking for in foreign country X. Uh, so it always winds up taking place. That person is in a club somewhere. There's some bullshit house music playing. And, and that's where you, that's where you find anybody in any other country, uh, be it to to find love, be it to uh, find your way into the pit of hell or find somebody who's going to cut you up and sell your parts off in a hostel. You always go to a club first, and and then you go, all right, and then tomorrow we'll we'll make our way down into the illegal zones underneath the ground. Is that true? Is that all that you guys have outside the U.S.? I, I imagine that must be it. That's what I've been led to believe. Hollywood doesn't lie, correct? Never. Hollywood never lies. Now, Thank I can God. only speak. I can only speak for the gentlemen's tea rooms rather than the uh, the seedy nightclubs of Paris, but it, it's a similar sort of thing. I call bullshit. I feel like you've been to the seedy nightclubs of Paris. <laughs> Not Paris. Shit. The seedy <laughs> nightclubs of where? I, for Denmark. I, I gotta ask okay. for a friend. Um. For well, for a start, let me bring this back to the movie. No, I know yeah. you took notes. I want to know about seedy nightclubs for a friend. They're asking. Uh, they're kidding. asking. You can actually talk about the movie. No, no, no. no. There's, 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 there's a collection of underground clubs which, which tours locations in the UK huh. where think, things happen. And they used to. When I used to run a pub, them sort of clubs I might go to after work. But they did used to happen. And I'm presuming they still do. And that's probably why you get scenes like the crazy chicks in the hood. You know? Okay. When you... when. When when you saw that in the film, and they, they're in the catacombs, which itself is a little bit creepy, yeah. But that's what that's what youth want, isn't it? They want to be creeped out. They wanna they want to have that vibe, that sort of daring, dangerous, little creeped out vibe. As soon as you see the women chanting, why do you why do you carry on walking past them? Going, ah, basically, we can just ignore these. These are nutters. That is your first get out. No, it's true, but I feel like they try and make it okay because the guy's like, oh, this happens a lot. There's always people down here being crazy and shit. Also, when you find your friend that you apparently lost some time ago, and he's just like, you all left me here to die. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is that? It's a, oh, great. Can you show us around? They have the team uh, back together. No. There's, there's, I mean, the, the, the pacing of this is, is perfect because it takes so long for them to get where they're going, which is which is ideal. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done any caving. You don't look the spelunking sort. Well, fuck you, because I did when I was a young child. When you was a young, you are still a young child. That's called Matthew. birth. That yes. was the birth canal. Man. I spelunked, <laughs> spelunked out of a vagina, and I emerged <laughs> a cabin man. No, you seriously, when I was um, yeah, I can never get back in. Uh, I was probably seven or eight. We went spelunking in Bumblefuck, Wisconsin, which is more Bumblefuck than where I live, which is Bumblefuck. So it's Bumblerfuck. Wrap your head around that uh. one. Yeah, but I've I've been inside a cave, been inside tight places, <laughs> a butthole. Um, 
but not not any not recently. Where are you going with this? Well, they all seem to take it rather well. First of all, it's getting into it. Yeah, and the the, the point is they they've their adrenaline must be ramped through the roof. Right. Yeah, and when adrenaline starts to decompose, yeah, that's when crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um. It's so claustrophobic. It's it's so you know intense in your mind. If you was in that situation, it'd be mental. As soon as that phone started ringing, you would lose your shit. Oh fuck yeah! And, I mean, uh, all these young kids in there already are probably like, "What the fuck is this? It's connected to a cord. I don't understand how that works. That's not a phone." <laughs> but they all <laughs> seem to take it quite well in their stride and. I'm not saying it just that scene, it, whilst it was, you know, the fact that they saw the phone spoiled it for me because it up until then it was quite creepy. The so, phone, the piano, the random piano that people and which, again, straight out of fucking Goonies is like, here's here's a magic piano that's going to open a portal for us. Um, <laughs> but just just in general, I mean. We kind of skipped over this, but Scarlet at the beginning of the movie starts out in another place and she's in catacombs there and a lot of shit goes down. And as she's running out, she sees a body hanging from the ceiling as she's trying to escape this place as it's having a cave in. Uh, And that is what gets revealed down the road is representative of her father who killed himself. And that's what they they find as they go along is that each of these people, as they go into hell, they they face up to their past sins, some major past sin, uh, which I guess for the the one girl, the first one who who dies was leaving her friend down in the caverns before uh, because he winds up killing her. Uh, I'm not sure what all their sins are, but hers is that her father called her when he was going to kill himself and she ignored his call. And then uh, he hung himself, and so that's what she's kind of dealing with. So when she gets the phone call, I'm not sure if how much of that is really the reality or how much of it is her experience, and are each of these people experiencing their own moments of this around that same time? Well, they always say what their sins are. They always say that hell is whatever is the worst for you, right? So heaven and hell are personalized to you. So. The fact that they go through the, the presumed gates of hell and all this weird shit starts happening, which is all, you know, deep-seated shit for each of these people, kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't know what Benji's sin is that he gets killed by the woman that... Uh, uh, lust? Because he, he gets killed by the woman that he was kind of, like, into earlier in the film, and he's like, oh, she's got nice legs. Uh, at some point, I'm going to fall down and get crushed underneath my own. I, I don't know what his actual payoff for that was, and so that's where it kind of falls apart for me. What did they ever insinuate that he was like married or anything? No, I don't know. Someone, I mean, so that it could be, it could be lust or, or you know, um, something else to that extent, or they just didn't have a good fucking way to kill him, and that's what they came up with. I know uh, that movies did... never ever do bad ideas or dumb shit, but it's potential that this was just a bad idea or dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely think we, we it was probably a bad idea. I'm... Hey, Matt, let's go and let's go and romp in the catacombs. I said romp as in the as in the gambling, you know, sort of not as not in the 
hardcore I'd, romping. I'd, I'd ramp. I'd ramp. I'm not into that. He'd ramp you would, go. and that's that's why. I... Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ben's was his brother dying and him not being able to save his brother. Uh, I guess I. A lot of this stuff, kind of unfortunately, I, I I had. This is the movie where I have my hands over my face some of it because I can't handle watching a lot of the shit that was going on in here. It, this is the this movie is my created terrible. a lot of really solid tense moments and I love And they filmed it in real catacombs. They they got to do filming yeah. in actual uh French catacombs, which is good because it made it feel more real and those moments especially don't require a lot of special effects. They don't require a lot of bullshit setup. It's like mm-hmm. that in itself is real and terrifying all on its own. You don't need to dress that up at all. Right. And so that makes it kind of stand out a little bit more. If you're afraid of those no, things. No. I, I'd only I'd only be afraid of those things if I was in, in catacombs with, with the, the collection of, of people that were there because most of them were were death waiting to happen. I mean this might seem a bit harsh. No, not at all. I I feel like some of the characters were presented to just come across as being pussies. Yeah, you know. oh, or just crazy, just like thrill seekers. Zed seemed like he was just so excited to to be this guy who goes and does this stuff. And they're sitting there and they're listing off the reasons why you should be afraid and what can happen if your batteries run out. You're gonna die if you if you lose your flashlight. You're gonna die if you get injured at all. You're gonna die. Hey, let's go. Let let's well, have a good time. Why wouldn't this you bring back on a Saturday night? Or did they? Oh, they did, and they're all this shit got crushed. Never mind. Ignore me. It's basically we're we're going to tell you everything that can possibly go wrong, and then everything is going to go wrong. I'm I'm the the guy who will someday be found in that first tunnel after the first cave and happen, happens that traps them all. Where George is like, "Hey, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. All right, I just walked in the door. Now we're all fucking trapped. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. I'm the I'm the guy that you would find years later who just sat there and cried himself dry, chewing his own arm off because I could not go further down. That That's not going to work for me. But I will just blind panic, and and that will be it. It's like, well, uh, we either have to kill Corey or leave him here. I suggest we just leave him because then his cries will help lead us back up if we decide to come back this way. I would never, ever leave you behind, Corey. Just saying. You would kill me. That I get it. I understand. I didn't say it. I insinuated it. Cut but... me open and sleep inside my body for warmth. <sighs> And comfort. You know what? If one of us has got to go, it's just the way it's going to be. You've been looking for a way inside of me for so long, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. What else happened in this movie? (laughs) Um... Nothing? Nothing happened? No, they... They said they... Right. We're we're led to believe that the Doris, uh, you know... um, um, Budget Lara Croft. She's meant to be <laughs> clever. Yeah. She, she's the one. That's her name, Budget Lara Cloth, Croft. Fair she's enough. the one who put all, who put all this together, who solved all these bullshit puzzles to to find out where this mythical item is. That belch is, is she, it's inferred she's intelligent. She has two PhDs, a master's, and she's fluent in four languages and two dead ones. All that tells me is that she is severely in debt. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she's, she's not Brit- American. So she's a British. So all the education is paid. Seriously in debt. Seriously in debt. 
so when the when the weird things the really weird things start happening yeah she doesn't try and rationalize it which really annoyed me like when they stumble across and they go how how did the burning golf mark 2 get down there and it was a golf mark 2 i don't know do you have vw golfs over there yeah 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 how the hell did the vw golf mark 2 get down there magic. she there's well no no the magic comes later when she does the kissing <laughs> well harry potter it does no 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 uh, are you familiar with what a philosopher's stone is like for real yeah for real vaguely 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 what do you think it is it's like the g-spot right yeah that's where the clitoris yes. and the anus meet that's why i assume it takes seven people to go down in catacombs to find the fucking thing <laughs> it's um it's an object it's a mis it's an object used to transmute base metals into gold right oh i never knew that okay. Uh, okay, so w why does she think this this girl who's 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 kind of why does she think rubbing it on a fella's neck is going to mystically heal him? Because it worked once before. Because you rub it on his neck and he's golden. Hey, oh. Well, if if anything, that would have yeah. But and that it's just you see, I really like this film. But when I analysed it, I, I found myself getting angry with it, just for little things like that. But that did lead to the, one of the best scenes in the film. And that's when she's going back to put it back, and she loses her boots. Now, I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, she loses her boots. I'm trying to figure out why this is your favourite scene. Because Daryl likes feet. Why? That's what I There's nothing wrong, no, wrong with that. No, because that's the thing that would scare me the most. Can yes, you barefoot. Being barefoot. Being oh. yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not, it's, not. Just, it's like, you know, when she's wading, wading through blood, you know, running over bones, whatever. Yeah. That is the thing you want your boots on for. Otherwise, you're just going to fuck your feet up. If you fuck your feet up, you cannot get out of the catacombs. You're going to have a hard time making money online on some of those in, impressive <laughs> websites. Uh, or maybe not. But, I don't know. Uh, I don't frequent those things I, at all. I feel like I wouldn't give a shit if I had shoes on. I just want to get out. Oh, dude, no, I, I think you care. Well, a, I would never be in a random ass set of catacombs, so this is a non-issue for me. When you come over to yeah. England, you're going in catacombs, whether you like it or not, boy. Matt would just John McClane it. He's, he's just yeah. like I fucking. Well, MacGyver, MacGyver's coming back, so I'm gonna get some fresh ideas on how to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, 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 all you need is a Swiss Army knife, and you'll be you'll be right as rain. That's Swiss all you duct need. Duct tape. Swiss Army knife, duct tape, six pieces of bacon, and twelve condoms. Paperclip. I'll make a gun. Uh, you are just like Bear Grylls. <laughs> uh, a lot fatter though. You are like a fat Bear, bear Grylls. Thank you. Thank you. Bear Grylls, if you could eat. Uh, <laughs> Winter Bear Grylls. <laughs> I just. I found. <laughs> I found this acre full of bison. Uh, I'm just going to kill one with a stick. It's like, you can take the camera wherever you want now. I'm just going to live here. <laughs> I found the promise. <clears throat> All, right, so All right. So she goes back and puts the stone away. And uh, somehow she had to chisel the stone out, yet it sits in just perfectly, which I laughed at. But. And then Magic. She, yeah, and then she wipes the dust off and realizes that what she's really the, the philosopher's stone. Is that what it is? Um, I think it's uh, whoever seeks the truth 
does some bullshit. Yeah, because then she I think that's kisses the actual, Judith, that's the actual inscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She kisses uh, George, open mouth, tongue kisses him, and then he's healed. Well, that, I don't but know about wasn't you, willing to do that to Susie. She's like, I can't heal Susie. Uh, no, she's fucking dead. Uh, no, I can't. I can't kiss her. And then that was we yeah. saved time for that, and that was college. You have to open mouth, tongue kiss her butthole, mm. and that'll bring her back. Much better movie. That's some catacombs. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a porn name for this. As above, so blow me. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Sorry. No, no, yeah, no, that's good. <sighs> Not my best work, but you know, no, that, was, that was solid. I should see if they're hiring for pornography film namer. No, because everybody does that. That that's everybody's favorite thing to do is oh. just like, what? What would what the porn name be for this? Yeah. This week on the podcast of terror, Corey dashes my fucking dreams again. <laughs> I don't even know why. I'm here. I don't even know why I keep having you. Keep you humble. <sighs> Whatever. Because I film the news for you. That's true. Because I can't search the internet myself. Nah. You prick. Um. So yeah. So she opened mouth, tongue kisses George. Hilarity ensues, and then they get out. That is about yeah. what I remember of the end. George is like, "All right, thank you very much. Uh, we need to go find a hotel room now." Uh, I need, I need 45 seconds. I can't get up and run with this massive erection. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you're barefoot. I, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm apparently British. I need you to wash those toes before I suck them. <laughs> In the blood of your friends. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They really took a dark turn. They, they don't seem particularly cut up about it. They They do seem more like, oh, let's get the fuck away from here and yeah, who who cares about who cares who cares about the dead people? Well, more? I mean, it, it, just, it just I go back to the moment where they both basically state to themselves, "So, so we're entering hell, right? Yeah, yeah. We we obviously it, it it couldn't be more on the fucking nose than if it was just like some guy in a pitchfork going, "Come on, come on over here," and and just like <laughs> they're just all right, let's go, let's let's crawl on our bellies into hell. I just don't. Like, yeah, you, you kind of fucked up every door that you walked through already is like, well, we're not going to go back that way. Let's just go deeper and see what happens. At the point where he says we're about a thousand feet below the surface, it's like, where the fuck do you think you're going? You think yeah. you're going to come out of China? <laughs> not, not... <laughs> well, what's on the other side of the earth from France? I don't know. Under France. Because first I can see London, and then I see France, and, and then, then I go a thousand feet under. Right. Uh, I'm literally googling what's on the other side of the Earth from France. <laughs> see what the internet tells me. It's opposite. It, Come on. As far as an exit strategy goes, um, deciding to go deeper into the unknown with no with no particular map. The ocean. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Really. It's it's um, just Which east ocean? of New Zealand, would be straight through from France. Well, so you, you keep going, and eventually you'll come across some penguins. So it's in the South Pacific <laughs> Ocean, just east of New Zealand. I found a website called Antipodder, A-N-T-I-P-O-D-R. You put in what you want, and it'll tell you what's exactly on the other side of the earth from you. Looking at my house. Okay. We Sorry. I, we're, now, yeah. we're now an educational oh, podcast. That's... The more you know, kid. <laughs> No, I, I, the, 
for for an intelligent woman, she was a bit stupid. And I think that should be the that should be the tagline of this film. Well, it's it's one of those. There's there's a few conceits that that basically have to happen in this kind of movie, and you have to have the lead person be the one who's so gung ho that they will tear priceless artifacts off the walls in museums and start pouring chemicals on them uh, just to see. And then everybody else has to ignore their better thought process. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Do that. All right. Let me help you do that. It, it's just that's the kind of bullshit that you expect in a movie like this. Also, the other bullshit of the, uh, the, the one lone black guy that we have in the movie has to be the cameraman <laughs> and also is is one of the first to die. That That's just that's some things you can't uh, not do. That's actually a bit of the film that I, I took quite a bit of exception with because and I, I labeled him on my notes as South Park would because he was token. That is it. Yeah. And it's just like you've given the guy something to do, but you've given him so many character flaws that he can't he can't actually do it. He was wetting his pants by the time he was in the catacombs, which suggests to me he wouldn't have gone down the train tunnel in the first place. And that, I just think he, I hate to say it, but I think they, they put him in there. I'm surprised they didn't make him a gay lesbian as well. I think they put him in there just to tick a box. And I don't think, I don't think he, I'd have much rather have expected that behavior that he exerted from one of the girlies. You know? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that, that's just, that's just, that's par for the course on these things, unfortunately, is sometimes they just, they couldn't, I guess they couldn't make him her ex-lover, George, who is also a doctor. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, it, it's it's a simple thing to harp on. There's six people in the movie, and he happens to be one of them. Uh, I guess it's maybe slightly better than them all being white, but not a lot better. I suppose at least they had French people. They're, they're a, you know, that ticks the diversity box, right? French people from the club. <laughs> Fucking French people. <laughs> um... The film that this most reminded me of was uh, Cube. Oh which is yeah, one of my oh, favorite yeah. film of all time. I do like that movie a lot, uh, especially as they they used uh, you know the, the same location multiple times. Um, I actually thought that was that that's the bit that's the bit of the cinematography which I I, I really liked. Um, I think it's clever clever use. Um, I'd have probably killed them all in the catacombs if I'd have written it, but that's you know. It's Maybe it's weird because we get what is essentially uh, we we get survivors we get more survivors than just the simple one or two people, uh, the couple that usually would be the survivors of a horror film or at the very least the 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 one woman survivor the final girl we we get three people live from this and we get was almost I mean as close as you can get from something like this a happy ending they get out they realize they're all out they all embrace and then uh, Pap. I guess is the one who survives with them. Yes, it was Pat. And and they they hug, and then he's like, "Now I got to go fucking deal with what I just went through, uh, losing now my other two friends after finding the third one and and losing him again because he killed one of them." Uh, it, it's it's like, but it's so weird that that's just where it stops. You know, we we don't get a final understanding of if they're in the real world if they're just like they've come out into the entire world of hell or what there there is that kind of moment of we survived but did we 
so it's it's too ambiguous to be a happy ending, but it's not dark enough to be the everybody dies ending that you would expect from it. Yeah, shame that. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. There's no like resolution. They just get out. And and we talk often on here about how we like things spelled out a little bit better sometimes. Sometimes I don't mind it, but in this one, it's just. You don't have to tell me everything, but you at least have to give me some idea. Because it didn't even seem like they were facing up to the question of, are we okay or aren't we okay? I would rather at least an establishment of it's still a mystery than to just kind of stop where they did. You see, uh, if if I if I could choose the ending, I'd, I'd, I'd quite happily then get out of the manhole and all just sit there rocking backwards and forwards, crying, yeah, and then get stabbed by a mugger. That is how I would end it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's kind of fitting and, and funny that, like, Pap gets out and just walks away. He's just like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, but I, I still think, you know... <laughs> that, I mean, I'm, I'm really nitpicking because I actually really did like the film. I mean, it probably sounds like I didn't, but I really did. It was a, it was an enjoyable evening, but, you know... I mean, it's certainly... it this, The story that it's using the mythology from of the, the Knight Templar and the the journey into hell and all the things that it lays out it's it's working with some really good uh religious ideas and and mythological templates and stuff all of that i think is is great because a lot of found footage films are just based around we're running around from a monster and that's it and this was far had far more depth than that which is a nice change of pace uh, so I, I I agree with you. It's it's not horrible. It's just there are, there are big holes in it, which is disappointing because otherwise it was a pretty enjoyable flick. I thought it was great. I really liked this movie. There's nothing wrong with that. That that that's surprising. You're the you're the the highlight of everybody. Like I liked it. I I did. I even when Daryl picked I, it, I was like, fuck yeah, I love this movie. I don't even know if there was any wrestlers in it, so it's really amazing that you're into it <laughs> so I, I feel like we've adequately covered it do you want us do you want to score it score with it no no one wants to put the back in it um daryl you should listen to the show if you don't i'm instantly unsubscribing to the one show of yours i like do, um, do you, I, I might listen to it but it doesn't mean i pay attention fair enough uh, oh, that's if you, solid. If you, much like Daryl, don't pay attention to this part of the show, we rank every movie on a th- uh, three... Sc- fuck. My beer's gone, so it's it's getting lost up here. Getting lost up here. Three categories, zero three to five categories. scale. We start with rewatchability, zero to five. Daryl, you're the guest. You get to go first. Oh, it's a four. I'll watch this again quite happily. That uh, was probably the shortest explanation anyone has ever given when asked to uh, talk about a fucking movie. Corey? Uh, I can't watch it again, but it's not because I wouldn't like to kind of maybe rewatch and catch things that I missed. It's just it's it's that genre of trapped underground fucks me up. So I'll say it, too, because the want is there, but it's never going to happen. I find that strange coming from a hobbit. Thank you. Uh, suck how my tall? balls. Corey, how tall are you? Five, eight. Oh, so five, nine. Normal. Daryl, how tall are you? I'm almost 5'10". Oh, okay. So we're all about the same height. So you can't really call Corey a hobbit. No, it's just because I'm short and round. And and because I look like... Who's who's the, the fat fucking who's the boss? dwarf in, in, in The Hobbit? 
know. I, no, I, I, I'm, I meant that as a, as a compliment. No, you know. Again, Gerald, Gerald showing his love Honest. of feet. Yeah. Likes my hairy toes. Weird. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this movie a four. I'm with Daryl on this one. It, it's it's really good. I was excited to have to watch it again. Uh, next up, if I can find the fucking thing, story zero to five. Daryl. Yeah, it's it's av- it's an average story, but it's an average story done well in places. So it's just oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Matt? No, no, no sorry. No. I was cracking That's my right. neck. You fuck. No. No, 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 no! You look just like no. Screw you, buddy. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's at least a three, and at most a three. Unrepentant so rage. Daryl is American. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go three as well. I think that there was there was more there than I expected. Uh, knowing what little I did about the movie from the previews and stuff that I'd seen before, and I think I've wandered through the room when my wife is watching it. Uh, I would not have given it the credit that it deserved for the story that's there. But it is still, it's it's a found footage movie, and there's conceits that you have with those that it's like, oh, we just have to keep pressing on, no matter what, just keep going with the cameras. Uh, that that kind of always bums me out. But yeah, three. Uh, I'm gonna say two and a half. It's it's an acceptable story. Um, nothing like to write home about. It's a little different than other things that have come up, but uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it's it's breaking any. That's breaking any new ground here. Um, Telling you, watch Goonies. Watch Goonies tonight and see. No, yeah, I'm just gonna eat a pizza or something. Do do something a little better with my time. Um, now I'm really excited to hear Corey's on this one. But Daryl, you get to go first. Scariness zero to five. Scariness. Uh, again, it's probably two and a half. It didn't scare me that much. No. Corey. I'd have gone down the catacombs. Corey. Uh, I have to give it a five because I wanted to cry. As as soon as as the the guy with the camera, Benji, is trapped in that first moment, just as soon as I knew that I'm I'm watching something that has people in catacombs, I'm like, fuck. Uh, yeah, I I can't I can't do this. But nothing else about it was scary, to me. Well, fair enough. I uh, did love the moment though, and as sad as this is, I love the moment where. Benji just comes crashing down to to the floor and just like, hey, where's Benji? Foomp. You know, not a yeah. not a scream, not a nothing, just a, uh, that was because it was nice and sudden, even though we knew that the somebody had been walking up behind him. The the woman was up there with him mm-hmm. and he turns around and was like, hey, what's going on? We saw nothing. It was just immediately flop. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half and a few acceptable jump scares. Nothing earth-shattering or groundbreaking um so yeah middle of the road at best terrific i i I probably found bits of the film scary in the wrong place what do you mean by the obvious the obvious bits that you're meant to be scared of just just didn't because that's it all led to being obvious but little things like the the glimpse of the crazy uh the crazy girls yeah that was a bit creepy and you know some of the carving on the rock on the on the walls that Things like that, just little incidental bits. But the whole running, wading through blood, crawling through hell, that's part of the course. It, it? it keeps the tension high. And that, that sometimes is a replacement for actual fear, is you just feel so tense that it's similar and it, it raises the, the hackles in, in, much the same, in much the same way. Yeah, whatever Corey said. It never makes any sense. I, I try not to. 
Uh, anyone have any like final thoughts before we get out of here? Otherwise, I'm gonna start doing the outro and then fuck all of you. No, all right, uh, Daryl, you can put a, you can put nuts in your mouth for like the next thirty seconds, and then you gotta talk. So, uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at potfgncast.com. Leave us a message on our website. Uh, simply put, we want to hear from you. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, tell us if we should put more nuts or less nuts in the British man's mouth. Um, yeah, just tell us what to do different. We're here for you. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Terror. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Leave us feedback, whichever one you want. A nice little sexy review. If, if it's funny, we'll, we'll read it on the show. Actually, if you send us anything, I'll read it on the show. We're not proud. No. No. And why should we be? Yeah, we're just fucking two guys in our bedrooms. Uh, all subscription links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. Finally, you can follow us on Facebook under Galactic Netcasts. Daryl, where can all the nice people find everything that you do? Uh, they can also find me on Galactic Netcast. No way. Yeah, I know. gncasts.com. I know. I'm, I'm part of the family or something, so you can't fuck me. Uh, <laughs> not not against the rules here, Daryl. Not against the rules at all. Um, uh, this is a good time to re-mention, uh, it's been a while since we said it, there's, there's Collecting Netcast has all the separate shows you can listen to individually, or you can subscribe to the Mega Feed, which will give you all the Collecting Netcast content. And I suggest if you're just getting to know us, if you've only listened to one show or maybe two on the network, try the Mega Feed for a while. Uh, because it will help you find out what else we have going on. It, it's always updating. There's always new stuff happening. And it's worth it to see maybe the stuff that you're missing that you don't know. Uh, you might check out some of Brad's shows, uh, the one that he and S and Dave do together, uh, Alien Invasion. There's a lot of great stuff on the network, so yeah, give it a shot. We're definitely an anomaly here. It's mostly oh, yeah. sci-fi, and we're just kind of out there on an island, but Dave was nice enough to let us do this. It was also brought to my attention by our friend and YouTube watcher top knot that I read the phone number too fast. So the phone number in case you missed it is 805-328-3966. And that always is in the show notes as well. Anytime. If you go to gncast.com slash pot, eh, if I put it there, I've kind of given up. So, on, I've given up on life. Was, all slacked. the show notes are just going to be pictures now. <laughs> pictures of ham sandwiches and banana peels. I'll have can, to put can, we, can, can we do that? Because that would really the fuck speed you want. up from... uh, uh, Well, we can do it because this is America. I don't know if you can. You're, in, you're over there. Yeah. The British uh, land. Um, do you want to know, know what I've got coming up, Matt? Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, say whatever you, you want. Asked, I was feeling really sort of... Oh. Obviously, I, I do the Doctor Who podcast. That's every week. It normally comes out. I know you're an avid listener, Matt. You're one of the, one of the 12 listeners that I have. Twelve, um, motherfuck! I know that's one more than the else nerds. Um, oh, <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> that hurts because it's so real. <laughs> that hurts so bad. Also, once a month, as you know, I do I do sci-fi survival guide. Um, this month of September, because I was really lazy, I've I've been doing my own conspiracy September month. I figured September is a good time for conspiracy theories, um, seeing as you know uh, there's always big ones up. So I'm going to be trying to I'm going to try and do a science fiction survival guide on conspiracy theories with a nice little bit of drama thrown in at the end. 
and then Halloween, I've got a uh, another another sci-fi survival guide on Halloween, which I'm hoping to do from a graveyard. Fuck yes, Fuck yeah, yes. Halloween's coming. It's my favorite time of year. I yeah. bet it's Corey's well, too, and that's kind of why we do this. Because because of because of the way I record, I can go mobile, and so I'm I'm probably going to sit late night in in a uh, in a graveyard and record a podcast. Nothing fucking weird or creepy about that. You won't get raped at all. I hope it goes. You might get. You might get the ending of the movie that you wanted. Oh, mugger's gonna stab him. Don't get stabbed, please. Go barefoot. It'll help. They won't have reason to steal your shoes. Take your shoes off and let a mugger stab rape you. I don't know what that is, but you know, I I might incorporate that into the sci-fi survival guide. What getting stab raped? Stab rape yeah. episode. <laughs> I will totally show up for that one. If you also put it on Who Knew in review, uh, Matt will listen to that one. Nope. 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 I'll, 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 you guys will hear about it first because obviously I put it on the Slack channel. More people should join the Slack channel because normally it's just me and Matt. <laughs> it's because I, um, I, I like you, Daryl. I know. I like you a lot. Jancast.com slash sign up. Yep. If you would like to join the Slack channel. Uh, Corey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find the comics that I help publish every week, uh, twice a week, at donascomics.com. Sometimes even three times when we get a new shock. But uh, that's the best place to check out anything that I'm working on right now. Tits. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MattTheLifeGuard. Two T's, M-A-T-T-H-E. Where can we follow your tits? You can follow my tits by uh, probably Instagram. A lot of tit pics on ins on the IGs on the grams, if you will. Hot, hot, yeah. H e w t hot. Um, once again, Daryl, thank you very much for staying up super fucking late. It's it's midnight there, right? Twelve thirty. Yeah, yeah. I'm up at six, so that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I need a solid twelve hours of sleep, otherwise I'm a bag of shit. I wish I was. Joking. You haven't had twelve hours sleep for a while, then. No, I haven't. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on that one, you prick. My show. Why are people so mean to me on my own fucking show? Why do you invite them? That's a that's a better question. That's really a better question. This top you know fellow doing. seems really nice. Maybe we should have him on the show. He seems nice. Okay, I'll I'll reference more about that later. Oh oh oh! He's gonna shit talk you when we get off the air, buddy. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast. With Harold Dink D- Dinkle 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 Hwanston. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, thank you again for staying up super late to hang out with us. It, it was Pleasure. it was fun. Uh, yeah. So for the fourth time, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We will talk to you guys next week. Hauntings, sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the new world order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen, find out more, and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week we are doing, I don't want to call it fan service. 
kind of doing fan service. I don't know. Next week we have a friend of the show, Martin Cortez, and uh, soon to be new friend. As far as I know, long time listener, he could be lying to me. But uh, Justin Subia, Justin, if you're listening, I fucked up your last name. I'm sorry, but you didn't tell me how to say it properly before I had to record this. So that's ultimately on you. Um, But yeah, we're going to be talking about 1999's Idle Hands. Um, So we're doing hand service. We're doing hand service to our guests by under the table. Wait, wait, wait. It would be uh, over the pants standing hand jobs. For all. Mm, solid send in an email you get an over the pants standing hand job uh and it'll be a really good time so dockers only because they're wag your noodle pants yes the friction helps me helps us all finish a little bit quicker so uh um, next week idle hands with martin cortez and justin subia so once again thank you for listening to the podcast of terror and we will talk to you guys next week stay scary everybody Thank you for listening to another episode of the Podcast here. You can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's gncast.com.